Welcome into RJ Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball edition. I'm Scott Sadenberg, joined by Griffin Warner as we get you set for another weekend of Major League Baseball action. We record this here Friday morning, so let's get into today's slate, Griffin. And there is uh, some pretty, I think, good opportunities on the betting board tonight. And we'll start with my boy Zach Gallen on the hill for the Diamondbacks against the Pirates. Arizona minus 178, so it's it's pricey. Yohan Oviedo goes for the Pirates, but I feel like there's just always going to be a way to back Zach Gowan. I mean, he has, frankly, kept, I mean, certain bankrolls alive. I'm not sure if, if I'm speaking for you, but, I mean, I, I feel like the Zach Gowan first five under has been a uh, – a whirlwind in the society of, of gambling. I'm surprised that they still even offer it at this point. If I was a, a Vegas casino, I might just like take that number down. Yeah, and and you know what I like doing is first five uh for the first five under for the opposing team because it's gonna be a ver- it's gonna be rare that Zach Allen's gonna give up, you know, two runs. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, uh, just how good he has been this year. He is the favorite to win the Cy Young in the National League right now. Uh, My uh, just, just, just jump in on, on the other side. Oviedo um, was, a, was a really like a, a heartthrob for a lot of people um, coming into the fantasy community or whatever. Um, slider hasn't been as good lately, so that does worry me a little bit about, about playing an under, but I just feel like Zach Gallen is such a good arm, as we've talked about, and his honestly his lineup is not really that strong despite a lot of, kind of hype coming on Arizona coming into the year. They've like sent down a bunch of their young prospects. Corbin Carroll's not really doing too much, not letting him steal bases. So um, I just feel like, especially in a big park in Pittsburgh, hard, hard to see a lot of home runs there. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, the Brewers take on the Rays. It's Shane McClanahan day for Tampa. Adrian Hauser will go for the Brewers. Tampa minus 250, total of seven and a half, as the Rays look to bounce back after dropping two of three to the Mets. Yeah, gigantic uh, number, ultimately. I uh, I don't really know what to say about uh, McClanahan other than he's awesome, and uh, hopefully he doesn't have too big of a lead and come out too early because that will definitely impact the total in this one. Uh, Adrian Hauser is really a pitch-to-contact guy, which is really scary against what looks like the best lineup in Major League Baseball. Um, I've... Unfortunately, suffered, I think, five blown saves in my last two Rays bets, including the Mets on Wednesday night. So um, I don't know what to say about the Rays bullpen. It's hopefully not going to be that close in this one to, to really worry about that, especially as a, a gigantic favorite. Um, but Jason Adams doesn't really seem to know where the ball is going right now. Pete Fairbanks just came off the IL. So maybe it's a time where the Rays are a little bit more vulnerable in like the strongest position they usually have on, on the on the field and that's that's the pitcher position but i don't know that the brewers are, are very good I, I feel like they're a team that still is given a lot of respect and i'm not sure they deserve it clark schmidt gets a start for the yankees in cincinnati against the reds and ben lively goes for cincinnati yankees minus 178 the total in this one is 10 and a half I mean, is, do we think it's because the Yankees are, are finally swinging, swinging the, the lumber now? I, I mean, think Brock it's because the Yankees are, are hitting and because Clark Schmidt is on the hill. Yeah, uh, Clark Schmidt, uh, that swing and miss stuff looks really nice until it all of a sudden stops every once an inning, every start, it seems. Uh, Blake Lively on the other side does seem a little bit. <laughs> I said, is it, Bla- is, it, is it Blake Lively's brother? I don't know. but uh, <laughs> I mean, you know. 
good good family if they've got a, a major league baseball player and and a successful actress. Yeah, it is not. I looked it up. It's not. Uh, <laughs> Marcus Stroman starts for the Cubs against Ranger Suarez for the Phillies. Philly minus one thirty. Suarez making his second start of the season. Started the year on the IL. Uh, didn't pitch that poorly in his first start, but it's a guy who I was very high on last year. So curious to see how he does here in his second start. Yeah, and he was in. Uh, course field if i remember correctly yes, so yes, I mean, yes, it's hard yes, to really hard to t- even take a lot from those sort of things but um i mean ranger suarez who i think two seasons ago had like a 1.55 era or something in that neighborhood um i'm not sure he's that type of pitcher two honestly two really good um arms i guess in this one but they don't strike out a lot of people stroman getting uh he's pretty much a launch pad in his last start against the twins so i expect he bounces back here um, I'm very interested in the Cubs. I'm just, I think ultimately what, what might keep me away is just, I don't know how they get outs in that bullpen. So Stroman has to go really deep in this game or have a really big lead if you're going to back the Cubs. Tigers are at the Nationals. Matthew Boyd goes for Detroit. Jake Irvin for DC. Uh, Detroit, a minus 115 road favorite. A little bit surprising to see the, the Tigers favorite on the road to anybody, I think, at this point. But um, I, I guess that's going to be the case for the Nationals all year. Um, still feels like to me the Nationals win are winning a lot more games than uh, most people would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that that means that's going to continue, but I feel like they've been really good. Uh, at least to get maybe not against the spread, but like they're a good money line bet. It seems like so far this year, so um, I wouldn't be shocked if they do well in the series, especially if they're going to be dog to the Matt Boyds of the world. You say Kikuchi puts his 5-0 record on the line as the Blue Jays host Kyle Gibson and the Orioles. Toronto minus 160 at home. High total, 9.5. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Gibson, uh, he he had a couple starts that looked pretty good early in the year, and then I feel like he's gotten shelled against some of the worst teams. Like, one one of those guys on a fantasy roster you can't cut because he keeps getting the really good assignments against the Royals, the Tigers, and etc etc and then getting bombed by those teams i imagine the jays are probably able licking their chops seeing him coming in and i just don't know that i can ever really trust you say kikuchi other than to trust him to get hit yeah i would agree with that guardians are at the mets cal quantro goes for the guardians carlos carrasco pitches against his former team uh for the mets mets are minus 155 now i don't like this price with carrasco but i do think there's something to the mets watching them win uh, yesterday, it kind of makes it made me feel like that walk off win, the comeback win over the Rays, is giving them a little bit of confidence and momentum right now. Well, I'm getting some confidence the further we get away from from that result, but uh, <laughs> I understand because I mean the Mets have had a really slow start to the year. They've spent a ton of money on their team. Um, they're really in the like um, kind of the the. The Rays of old, the Dodgers of now, probably the Rays still uh, the mold of, of really using a lot of platoon players, which I think has been impacting their young guys because you need Brett Beatty in there and, and hit against lefties. And he's pretty much been playing against lefties, but it's usually an afterthought or they don't want to use him clearly. But um, this is a, a situation where I really wish the Guardians had a better pitcher because I feel like I, I trust their bullpen. Uh, I just don't know that Kyle Quantrill throwing uh, – like four seamers or sinkers against a, a, a Mets lineup that can clearly hit the ball out of the ballpark as they did against the Rays three times to tie or, or take the lead just in a single like seventh inning to 10th inning stretch. Um, Carrasco though, coming off the IL, uh, 
has some good swing and miss stuff, but definitely has some blow-up potential. I feel like over nine looks pretty good to me in this one. The Mariners are at the Braves. Bryce Miller against Bryce Elder. Atlanta minus 150, total of eight and a half. And uh, with, with both of these pitchers really pitching well, I kind of like the under, maybe a first five under here. Well, I'll pick Bryce to win this one. I don't know which one, but mm. um, I, I feel like Bryce Miller from the Seattle side of things didn't really have great minor league numbers and then has been off to an awesome start. But a lot of those outings have either come against bad teams or in Seattle, a huge pitcher's park. I think it's going to be a big test for him. So I'm not sure I'm as interested in the under. I feel like Elder has been really, really good. And the Braves are awesome. So uh, for me, I, th- I think it's like if if Bryce Miller can pass this test, then maybe I'm going to have to upgrade him in my, uh, in my pitcher list. The Rockies at the Rangers. Uh, Martin Perez goes for Texas. A massive minus 240 favorite over Colorado, who is going to toss, I believe it's Carl Kaufman making his big league debut. Well, it, we know from the long line of, of, of uh, successful Rockies pitchers that Carl Kaufman, KK, is going to have a really nice debut here uh, against, unfortunately, a, a Rangers lineup that just got Corey Seager back. So um, I don't know. I feel like this is going to be a really good test for, for him. Martin Perez certainly um, – Looks like a gigantic favorite considering his inability to get swing and miss. But I feel like he's one of those guys that somehow just moves the ball enough that gets some weak contact. So um, good series for the Rangers. They continue to play like the easiest schedule in the history of the world. Um, Still feel like once they start playing good teams, we're going to have to wait and see if they're actually this good. But it should be a good series. Should be a a series win for the Rangers. And if they can get a sweep here, another – Huge building block to making the playoffs. Royals at the White Sox. Zach Greinke and Michael Kopech. Chicago minus one thirty. Total of nine and a half, and and I lean towards uh, this being a high scoring game. Yeah, Kopech. Uh, I mean, walks the whole world at this point. Um, Greinke can't strike out anybody, so doesn't really feel like a a pitcher's duel here, unless uh, the two offenses realize that they're just really, really not very good at hitting the ball. Um, I, I don't know. It feels like a cheap price coming into the year. I feel like Kopech would have been a much bigger favorite, but um, I guess because his struggles, his team struggles, maybe it's why it's so cheap, but I, I don't really feel like the Royals should be uh, giving, getting this much respect to win the game. We have the A's at the Astros. Ken Waldachuk goes for the A's and uh, Brandon uh, Belak goes for Houston. Houston minus 250 at home. Yeah, Belak certainly doesn't look like an arm that's minus 250, nor does the Astros lineup look like it deserves minus 250, but they are facing the worst team in the world that's trying to lose games. Um, Waldachuk has not been very competitive. I expect if there's ever a time for Houston to wake up, it's in this one. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas, and they got a water bottle, and they got like uh, celery chopped up, and... Let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1. And all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. 
And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick 6, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. The Dodgers at the Cardinals, Tony Gonsolin for L.A., and Steven Matz goes for the Cardinals, L.A. minus 130. I'm telling you, this Cardinals team has turned it around, and, uh, you know, getting them as home dogs, you could do a lot worse. You could. I feel like Tony Gonsolin has kind of shown over the years, doesn't have a ton of length in his uh, in his locker, if you will, but he can get out. He's very – I feel like he's he's in there getting – I mean, had an awesome win-loss record last year. It doesn't say a ton when you're playing for the Dodgers because they're like the best team – in history, but um, I feel like this is one of the last potential stars for Steven Matz. As we saw Matthew Liberator come up midweek mm-hmm. and, and pitch pretty well. Um, so there's certainly some added motivation for him, but I, I can't get those like 19 to 2 losses against the good national teams of old out of my mind. Uh, and I feel like this is a good chance for the Dodgers to, to kind of get right. They haven't been that great this year, but I feel like they can hit him pretty hard. Um, but certainly don't want to argue against the, the Cardinals finally looking like the team that a lot of people were expecting them to be coming into the year. I feel like I'd prefer a different uh, starting pitcher to back if, I, if I'm looking probably deeper mm-hmm. in the series mm-hmm. with the Cardinals. Joe Ryan goes for the Twins in L.A. against the Angels. Reed Detmers goes for L.A. Minnesota minus 125. L.A. also coming uh, cross country from a series in Baltimore. I like the Twins here. So. I feel like the Twins are getting a little more respect than I was expecting. Certainly good point about the, the long travel. I feel like that usually kind of takes a day um, lag to really hit. But we'll see. I mean, certainly could be impactful. Joe Ryan, I mean, he's he doesn't have the, the most like sexiest stuff, but seems to really get a good, lot of good swing and miss out of him. Former Rays prospect that I think used the tutelage of the Tampa organization to kind of learn about what he's doing. Reed Detmers hasn't really had a great year so far, but his velocity has been up. And I think that's generally a good indicator that he'll turn it around at some point was a big strikeout guy in the minors as well. Hasn't really delivered on those prospects uh, on that prospect pedigree coming into the league. But I feel like at home with like a really good lineup, I think I'm, I'm an angels. I have an angel interest here. 
Um, I still really don't like their bullpen, though, and that's something that might keep me away. The Red Sox at the Padres. James Paxton makes his second start for Boston. Blake Snell will go for San Diego. San Diego minus 145. And I'll be honest, Paxton did not look that bad in his first start. He didn't. Uh, He had some very up and very down uh, performances in the minors before coming up on his rehab stint. I think he threw harder than he had ever thrown in in the majors, at least since 2016. It's been a really long time. He's been dealing with a ton of injuries. Um, we'll see, of course, if he can keep that up. That's a big question. Every start, it seems that more likely the guy that the big maple made of glass might uh, might get broken. See, that's but, the thing. Like, I, I'm I, like, I like the way that he threw, but I can also see him now. This is the first time he's now dealing with you know having a start, having the couple of days off, and then getting back into a rhythm and making a second start. And I just don't know if his body's ready for that yet. I can see him getting shelled here. It to me, it kind of felt like they were going to potentially push him, especially after a couple of really bad starts in like the Tucket or in the minors for wherever the the Red Sox have moved their uh, minor league teams. That they might even transition him into more of a bullpen arm, which it felt like to me that the Red Sox really need that, and I feel like that'd be a good way to keep him healthy and keep him usable. But um, clearly, Chime Bloom is doing different things and doesn't really want to do that. Uh, the, the nice part, I, I guess, if you're back in the Red Sox here or looking for that, is uh, Blake Snell on the other side, who's, I think, shown some bursts that he's maybe turning around, but still is one of the most inconsistent starting pitchers that still gets uh, priced like he's uh, maybe not the Cy Young candidate that he was or, or that he won in Tampa, but still feels like a pretty, pretty big price uh, on a guy that's so inconsistent. And finally, we have the Marlins at the Giants. This might be one of my favorite plays of the night. Uh, the Giants minus one twenty-five at home. It's a good pitching matchup uh, by name, Sandy Alcantara against Anthony DiSclefani. But if you look deeper than the names, DiSclefani's been the better pitcher this year. I like the Giants at home and the Marlins with the cross-country trip. Uh, I think all signs point to them not hitting and Alcantara giving up some runs. Yeah, it does feel a little bit to me that Alcantara is. Uh... Not going to win the Cy Young again this year. Maybe that's obvious to say, unless he turns around big time. But definitely a big disappointment so far to start the year. Um, Di Scalfani, I think, had like a toe injury. He dropped a piano chair or something like that on on his foot and and left his last start. Um, But I think was ahead after five innings. Got us, both of us, a first five under with Zach Gallon opposing him. And I think he actually beat Zach Gallon the first five. I, I like the Giants here as well. I feel like Miami's built to try to hit home runs, and that's a hard park to do it in. And San Francisco, they just they win these really annoying close games at home. Um, I'm wondering maybe if some Sandy Alcantara love comes in. It wouldn't certainly be from, from this year, but definitely looks like it might be from uh, certainly winning the Cy Young last year and, and maybe looking at the two pitchers and thinking, whoa, Sandy Alcantara is an underdog at San Francisco, but I think I think he should be as well. Yep. Let's take a look at uh, some of the matchups here over the weekend. Um, we got Max Scherzer back on the mound for the Mets against the Guardians. He'll oppose uh, BB. Um, so that probably be the Mets might be pretty high priced there uh, tomorrow. Alec Manoa starts for the Blue Jays against Grayson Rodriguez of Baltimore. That might be a good opportunity to play an over because both yeah. starting pitchers yeah. haven't really done anything uh, this year. And and have big, like, 
respect for yes. them, their name yes. value, which uh, Grayson Rodriguez doesn't really know how to pitch, it feels like to me. Yeah, he's, he's still learning on the job. Uh, White Sox hosting the Royals tomorrow. Jordan Lyles and his 0-7, 7.14 ERA opposing Lucas Giolito, who, uh, you know, looked like he figured it out, but then gave up four runs to the Astros, which I guess is not that bad, but um, still probably look to back Chicago in that spot, uh, certainly against Jordan Lyles. Uh, I mean, I sounds like runs to me. Lucas Giolito, once upon a time, was was like Feist, like the the ace of yep. all of the world, yep. and uh, certainly has not delivered on that. Uh, on Sunday, Luis Severino makes his debut, this 2023 debut for the Yankees against Hunter Green in Cincinnati. Uh, Yankees need him desperately. I'm curious to see how he performs. I mean, he's so good, but the. Uh... Unfortunately, the, the, the training table, medical office, whatever we call it, seems to be where he ends up all the time. Uh, I'm hoping for Yankees fans like yourself and, and just for a competitive AL East, I mean, it's still the most competitive league in maybe the world at this point, um, that they get something from him because they got to make up for 10 days without Domingo Herman. Yeah, exactly. With the sticky stuff. Uh, before we get the best bets, how can people save some money at pregame.com? Use the promo code DOUBLE25, D-O-U-B-L-E-25. Get $25 off any best bet package for listeners of this MLB podcast only. Most daily packages priced at $25 or less. You get a free best bet with this coupon. Good for seven days from the podcast release. So you got until the 26th of May, but uh, why wait? We got a big weekend coming up. Um, soccer's about to be uh, out of here. I can finally sleep. So looking forward to that. Let's jump on in. There's a lot of stuff coming there for me. Um, also, Scott, I'm sure you're putting out a bunch more hockey plays. And, uh, of course, we got a, a huge lineup. I'm sure there's a UFC event with someone breaking someone's ankle live <laughs> on TV for everyone to watch, which I'm sure A.J. Hoffman will have a bunch of picks out on that one. Plenty of other picks. And I imagine that we got college football stuff rolling in as well as we're starting to kind of get towards that part of the season. So get in early. Come on in. Double 25. Get $25. Any best bet package uh, for listeners of this MLB podcast we also get some credit if you do it so make sure you jump in there um, make us look good for our bosses so uh, for my best bet I'm gonna go with that over in it feels a little weird in in a Cleveland Guardians matchup to go over but I'm gonna go over nine in the Cal Quantrill Carlos Carrasco matchup I feel like um, I don't think either of these starters get too deep in this game or make it look too good and uh, all you need is four four and then we're at least pushing as we move on to the later innings I'm going to go with uh, the Giants and Anthony DiSclefani over the Marlins. Uh, so I, I think uh, the cross-country travel is going to hurt the Marlins. Marlins don't score anyway. They're the lowest-scoring F5 team in all of baseball. Uh, I think DiSclefani shuts them down through the first couple innings. Might play a first five, but then uh, I, I, I trust San Francisco's bullpen also. And uh, I just don't think Miami's going to score a ton of runs. Total seven and a half in this one. I like the home Giants. I like it too. He is Griffin Warner. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This has been R.J. Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball Edition.